the old geeks. Two old farts, like a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong? Good afternoon, sir. Hello. How are you? It's uh, very early in the morning for me still. Yes. Uh, well, it's noon here. I'm in, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the lovely town of Downers Grove, Illinois. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> it is. It was snowing. I it was saw. snowing two days ago. What the hell is up with that? I saw. It got down to a chilly 60 degrees here the other night. Ooh. Three weeks ago, I was sweating my balls off in, in like suburban Pittsburgh, and I get here and it's snowing. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridic cray cray, as the kids would say. Cray cray. Winter hits fast these days. Yeah. So a little housekeeping. Oh, I think I just hit the microphone, but I'm going to try and not do that again. Okay. A uh, little, little housekeeping. I would like to uh, please ask our amazing, awesome listeners if you uh, like the show, swing by iTunes and just click the little stars and give us a rating. And if you're feeling super generous, please leave a review. Uh, yes, it's, it's been it's been a while since we've uh, actually asked for one of these things, so yeah. I, I I don't feel too guilty. But uh, <laughs> we, it really helps us out and gets us some visibility and puts us up on the charts. And and, and even more important than that, if uh, if you got a friend that you think would like us this silly podcast of ours, tell them, please. Yeah, we like we like new listeners. We like more. Yeah, and more is uh, better. <laughs> more. <laughs> um, so I've been looking at our, our uh, crazy stats because uh, Libsyn, the hosting company that we use to distribute this podcast, mm-hmm. gives us these really cool maps of where people are when they download the show. Right. And we've, we've actually been listened to in 56 countries on Ooh. every continent except Antarctica. And we may have been listened to in Antarctica, but they don't show Antarctica on the map, ah. um, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. But the the interesting one was the map of the United States because you can zoom in and see which states are the most popular. Uh-huh. Nobody in the 50 United States of these of ours oh, yes. uh, in Wyoming has listened to this show. 49 states have chimed in and they like grumpy old geeks. But what the <laughs> hell is up with Wyoming? Probably not our target demo. I like Wyoming. I was actually considering moving to Wyoming after well, this last trip across the country. I was considering it. If Not you anymore. move there, we'll get a download. Yeah. So if you're on a road trip, you know, <laughs> and uh, you just happen to be passing through Wyoming, do me a favor and just grab like an old episode so we can get a ping. So <laughs> this yeah. map will turn completely blue. Complete our map for us. That'd be nice. I'd appreciate it. I really would. <laughs> So, man, this has been a crazy week. It's, it's been crazy. I'm moving around, just uh, seeing the country while I'm doing my job and doing my work and getting ready for the long winter. As as they say in Game of Thrones, winter is coming. Yes. So, um, I have uh, I I but I've been checking out different stuff online in my little downtime, and I found this crazy. Uh, I think it's uh oh. Uh, it's just one of those question and answer forums that's yeah. uh, like like Stack Overflow. Yeah. And this kid really, really asked this question, and it made me feel so damn old. He <laughs> says, what are the Windows A and B drives used for? He's like, I know C is the hard drive, but what's A and B? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw you post that, and, and I just, oh, God, it does make me feel old, too. It's, there are really people out there that don't know this. That are, yeah. I mean, I, I get like my, my dad probably doesn't know that. And, and, you know, but this is like super user, uh, yeah, is, is yeah, the site, are, which is, you know, these are supposedly some, some relatively computer savvy people doing things in here. <laughs> I know. I still thought PCs came with floppy drives, but I could be <laughs> wrong. Um, yeah. I was just like, wow. 
because these are these are tech savvy people who know what they're doing with their computers, but they're like, uh, yeah, what? Wh- why did they start at C? Yeah, like, <laughs> that's pretty oh, crazy. Oh, youngin. <laughs> There's a great comment in there um, from this guy Jeremy Morgan. I asked myself if this was a serious question, then I remembered that the baby's being born while I was b- hacking up batch files and can now drink and buy houses. <laughs> so yeah. that's true. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's an entire generation of people that uh, are growing up now that just have, have no idea of the history of computers and, and the fact that A and B drives were, were held for, for floppies back in the day. I mean, the, my first computer only had an A drive. Wow. There wasn't yeah. even an option for a B back then. Oh, <laughs> uh, my, my, my first one came with a, with a A and a B cause it was two five and a quarter floppies. Right. No C. There's yeah. no C. <laughs> no, I had to. I had to build my own to get the B. And yeah, yeah, I remember my first hard drive and having a C. That was that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old days. Yes. God. But these fancy kids nowadays uh, <clears throat> seem to be thinking uh, they can make a bunch of money on YouTube, which I know you you have you take umbrance with. I, I do. I, I don't. I I saw. Yeah, you you found this great article that just sounds like a puff piece. Well, it's CNN, so of course it's a puff piece um, about uh, <laughs> YouTubers. Please subscribe. Can earn them fame and money. And it talks about the you know point zero 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 one percent of people that are on YouTube making videos all the time that seem to be somewhat making a living. However, they go very far away from ever discussing any actual numbers. Yep, they don't talk numbers, and and it was really funny. This this article, like if you read the comments, which mm-hmm. is you know one of the things I never recommend for any kind of article, never read the comments. Yeah, um, they the the people that they picked for this article mm-hmm. were way outside the the standard bounds of like the top five hundred YouTubers. Yeah, they were they were picking these weird edge cases. Yeah, which I well, I was mean, they, strange. They talk specifically about the double rainbow guy. Um. <laughs> So, which is kind of crazy. Uh, everybody remembers the double rainbow video. So, it's so uh, beautiful. Yeah. So I was a starving artist for six years prior to going viral. I made $6,000 a year or less breeding dogs, doing photography, eBay, and cutting firewood. When I went viral, money started coming in. Now, this is money started to come in as opposed to $6,000 a year, which is beyond below the poverty line. So yeah. I guess the lesson learned from this article is they're talking money and celebrity. You'll make more money than you did if you just did nothing and if you were homeless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and and all that six grand obviously went to pot because – well, he said he was sober when he did that. But it was still – I don't – I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> no. And, and I, OK, the money started flowing in. But what the hell's he done since? Nothing. None of these yeah. hit wonders. Yeah, and how do you sustain it? I mean, that's the same. It's the same thing in the music industry. It's your Milli Vanillis. It's all, you're all that stuff. It's hey, like, hey, hey! Those guys are my friends. So. No, I know, I know they're your friends, but are they still making money in the? Did they make money in the in the music industry past the initial success? No, I mean that's that's a fact of life with entertainment in general. I mean, ninety percent of things are one hit wonders. They're not sustainable, and you're not building an entire career out of it. Yeah, Fabrice went on to do uh, radio in L.A. and he made a good living out of that. But the Milli yeah. Vanilli stuff definitely dried up after. After the I mean, scandal. I, I, sh- I should have went right said Fred, but you know, Milli Vanilli popped into my head. Oh, right said so. Fred, I'm too sexy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so there you go. I, I think that's a load of crap, and I think it's horrible journalism, and it's a horrible piece, and it has absolutely nothing to back up any of their points whatsoever. Okay, okay, we'll go with that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So as more follow-up about bullshit online, um, I found an article on Salon that talks about uh, online education and online schools, because we've been talking about that on and off for quite a while now. Um, 
saying that they're growing at an exponential rate, but they're underperforming almost across the board, which is not surprising. Nope, not surprising at all. So more backup for what we've been saying. Uh, I, the article was pretty decent, although they do that thing that, that I always hate, which is they also focus on fringe cases, and they're talking about like an autistic kid and all that sort of stuff, which is like, I just want to see the straight-up, regular, you know, normal kind of statistics. Don't focus on, on fringe cases. Yeah, and I haven't read this article yet, but it does one of those things that just drives me nuts. It, the title of the article is a question. Yeah. Are virtual schools just another online racket? <laughs> Um, whenever there's a question, the answer is usually, well, no or yes. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you put it in the title? Yeah. Oh, oh, because it's a hook to get people to read it, even if it's well or, uh, poorly, uh, researched or whatnot. Yep. It's, it's one of those hooks. If you see an article title, that's a question. I generally tend to skip it just because it's like, why are you asking me? You're the fucking journalist. Get out and do your job and tell me if they're a racket or not. You lazy, appears, lazy piece of crap. <laughs> it appears that our follow-up segment, which is actually talking about some specific things, is turning into, boy, online journalism sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is that what our show I think we need to make about? that a new <laughs> I think yeah. we need to make that a new segment, actually. And I'll just like load up Huffington Post and read the five headlines that drive me the most fucking insane. Side boob, side boob, side boob. <laughs> under side boob. boob. Little under boob, side boob. Preg boob. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I do have to give a shout out again. I mean, we talked about this early on. The audible.com return program right. is the greatest customer service play I have ever seen. You buy something and for any reason, if you don't like it, they'll take it back. And it's in, it. they do say at the bottom it's in beta and it's only for like power users. I'm a power user, I guess. So I don't know if it's available for everybody. Right. And, and at their discretion, they'll tell you if you're abusing the program. But if you oh. use it for legitimate purposes, right? it's amazing. I, I got a book that I, I bought and I started to listen to it and I'm like, wait a minute. I've heard this book before and realized that I had bought the book on CD <laughs> like ages ago. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've read this. So I went back and just filled in the form, gave me my credit instantly. I downloaded a new book, which we'll cover in the library. <laughs> so Excellent. That's fantastic. And I've got to say, I mean, I keep waiting for Amazon.com to screw up on customer service. And, and there's no doubt that they do. And if you Googled, Googled it, I'm sure you'd find a million people incredibly pissed off. But they always seem to, to work really hard to rectify their mistakes. Um, I've been an Amazon customer since they only sold books and i will probably continue to be now that they sell everything their customer service they work really hard on it so i've always been pretty happy with them as well yeah uh dr teeter he he ordered like a thousand dollars worth of these crazy scientific books from them mm. and and the box came and it was all crushed and he just wrote them back and said hey uh what gives you know this is <laughs> these are very expensive books and before he could even you know say anything they're like okay another batch is on the way not right. e not even send them back. We'll look at them and and whatever. They're like no problem. Another another batch is on the way. Send us the other ones when you get a chance. You know. Yeah, which is fantastic. And I actually I had another friend of mine that's um, a member of their uh, Amazon Prime, as, as am I. Um, mm. And he had ordered I can't remember what it was. It was something whatever. He ordered something. It wasn't what he had specifically ordered. Um, it was under a certain price point, so I can get why they would do this. They probably wouldn't do this if you ordered like a ten thousand dollar TV. But uh, Amazon just said, you know what? Don't even bother returning it. You can keep it. We're going to ship you the right thing. And uh, sorry about that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had that happen, too. I mean, they, I, I ordered a desk 
I ordered a three hundred dollars standing desk from Amazon, mm-hmm. and they they sent me two. I was like, uh, I wrote to the customer service. I'm like, you guys sent me two of these. Um, <laughs> they only charged me for one. Right. So I I told them I'm like, look, I I thanks. I don't I can only I only got two legs. I can only stand in front of one desk at a time. <laughs> and they sent a guy over, picked it back up, and when they took it back, they credited me for the extra desk. So I got a desk for free, and I wrote them, and I'm like, because you know, I, I I'm a karmic dude. I'd like right. to I like to think that what goes around comes around. So I wrote them, and I said, hey, you guys, you know, credited me for the extra desk, but I still got a desk. So you didn't need to credit me for the one that I sent back because it was a mistake. And they're like. No, it was our mistake, so we're going to credit you. Sorry for the hassle. Keep the desk. I was like, that, what? <laughs> so that is pretty kick-ass. That's a $300 desk that they just gave me because they somebody put a two instead of a one. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, and that, and, and that yeah. dear internet people, is how you keep customers. That is forever. exactly how you keep customers. Yeah. You don't haggle them. You don't fucking yell at them, and you don't squeeze more money out of them. You treat them well. Yeah, treat treat them like you'd treat your mom if your mom is nice. If you, if you, if you like, if you like your mom. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm like, I know a lot of people who hate their mom. <laughs> I don't. I love my mom. So there. I love my mom too. Comment of the week. So the comment of the week comes from Michael Tamal, who uh, left this on our Facebook page. And if you uh, have not liked us on Facebook, please do. Yes. Facebook facebook.com slash grumpy old geeks. Um, he says, I've got to wake up in three hours to get ready for work. Anyways, I really enjoyed the podcast with Mike Vinicor. Brian was hammered, and it was a throwback to the earlier podcasts. <laughs> Hope to listen to some more alcohol-fueled episodes. Keep up the good work, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> well, I don't really know if we're going to be doing all that many more alcohol-fueled episodes because that involves doing them later in the evening, and uh, we can't always do that. Plus, I don't really care to do it that often. <laughs> Because the next days always suck. Um, I had really no intention of getting as messed up as I did that day, but I definitely uh, miscalculated how strong the banana Jameson I had made was. And uh, plus, it didn't help that my computer crashed like three times, so I was pounding it. Yeah, and you know when you put fruit in alcohol, it doubles the alcohol content. Yeah, it's never good. So, uh, you know, learn from my mistakes. Well, mistake. Hell, it was a fun day. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> we had a blast doing the show. So Yeah, yeah. So, um, so thanks, Mike. So how did – I, I want to follow up on the Banana Jameson. Did it mm-hmm. turn out as good as uh, anticipated? It is absolutely delicious. Oh, uh, man. I, Damn it. And very simple and easy. Just go buy a bottle of Jameson, buy three bananas. Okay, that, that, was, what, that was my next question. What is the banana to booze ratio? So three, three bananas to one bottle. Three bananas, one bottle of Jameson. Let it sit for about three days. Strain out the bananas. And uh, I liked it a little bit chilled. And uh, it was ridiculously good. So what did you use to strain, like a coffee filter or just a strainer? Because I know like sometimes you get like chunks in there and it kind of screws it up over time. But I just used <laughs> a strainer. I mean, there was little tiny, you know, little like like almost fish poopy strings of banana still in there. Dude. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. OK, I didn't go with the most appetizing uh, thing, but it was the first thing that came to mind in terms of like just, you know, microscopic little stringies. <laughs> Great. Uh, but well worth it. Very tasty. And you don't mind a little bit of banana in there. It's good. Banana poo is good for you. Yes. It's got potassium. It's potassium poo. In the news. Oh, Apple, you little vixen. What have you done? All kinds <laughs> of Apple news this week. 
Oh, man. Free operating system. Yes, finally. they've officially killed the paid operating system, which will be, I mean, I'm sure it won't really uh, affect Microsoft because that's their bread and butter. But uh, it's a first step to killing that whole paradigm. I mean, because their profit comes from hardware sales. Microsoft is software only. Exactly. So, well, like, unless you count the Surface. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, hey, people seem but, to like those damn things. I played with one. It was nice, but it's I didn't no, mind it's, it either. It's no damn iPad. No, uh, and, I, and I can't stretch. I can't stand their their OS. I can't stand Windows eight. It's horrible. Yeah, because you you said it's not friendly to content creators. It's only good for consumers. Yeah, which is fine on a surface because as well. I mean, you started to do a lot of content creation and stuff and actual work on your iPad. I still don't. So. Yeah, and I gave it up because it, it's still definitely a consumption device. Yeah, so if, if Microsoft would have kept OS 8 to just being for their mobile devices, great. But uh, not on my desktop. I'm still running Windows 7. So. And you'll probably be doing it until Windows 9 comes out and they fix everything. Most likely. That's, that's the thing. You always have to skip the even number releases. It's like Star Trek movies, <laughs> but, but the other way around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say. Um, yeah, so there's, uh, it's completely free. And I did the upgrade, uh, what, two days ago now? So. Yeah, it's been a couple of days. I had a terrible time, um, and Dr. Teeter, friend of the show, had an even more terrible time. I, I heard a lot of people that leapt in and did it immediately had an issue, which is makes me – it reminds me of my Windows days and what I've learned from being a Windows user all these years. Never, ever, ever install the update immediately. Always wait a couple of days. And that's, that's always been the Mac rule too, but they've been so good, so good, and this was just a disappointment. I got in this crazy – kernel panic loop where mm-hmm. it wouldn't even stay up for a second and i had to go back to the the old school days where we used to zap the pram Ooh, I remember and, that. yeah and uh it, it was dicey there i lost my machine for like an hour and i was panicked because my my secondary machine is still in pennsylvania and i'm like this is my work machine i am screwed i mean <laughs> i had a backup but it, those take like eight to ten hours to restore from yeah and it was just a mess um but I finally got it. The upgrade went through. My machine is safe and uh, updated all the, the myriad of apps that had updates. And uh, I love it. I love Mavericks 110%. And mainly because it's got iBooks. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm so happy about that because I'm an iBooks uh, author. And uh, that's part of the business that my company does. So I'm thrilled, thrilled to finally have uh, the much larger potential user base and i hope that people get on board with it yeah it's it's a great app i here's the one thing that i'm going to throw out Mm -hmm. with itunes you can right click on a song and say show in finder so it will show you on the disc where it's at ibooks is a black hole i have no idea it's like iphoto you have to like find the library and like you know show package contents and all that crap yeah i have no idea where ibooks are stored period. So. <laughs> I, I don't know where they're stored either because I actually haven't even uh, I've played with it. I've gotten the books that I've written um, that we've done for our clients up on my thing, but I haven't looked around for it. So it's beautiful to see it on a, on a, my laptop as opposed to my iPad. So it's, it's really nice. I'm, I'm so happy about that. Yeah. And I've got an air. So it, it's like a great like bedtime reading device mm-hmm. for sure. And it syncs. It syncs through iCloud, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> theoretically. I mean, all that syncing is starting to drive me crazy, but uh, it's cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, iCloud is just kind of a shit show. It's yeah. always been. And they're getting better. 
Yeah. So I'm, my hope is that if we put up with pain for a little bit longer, it will fix itself. <laughs> um, I have I, – I, I'm going through an experiment right now where I've, I've switched back to Safari mm-hmm. because you know they made all these updates to Safari and it seems to be do, doing well. And it does everything at, at this point that Chrome did. All the extensions, they, they have uh, sister extensions on both. So I've got my ad blocker. I've got my 1Password and, and I'm even going with the, the new Apple uh, – iCloud keychain. So anytime it says save password, I'm saving it so it, it's stuck in Safari on my iDevices. Right. So I'm just giving it a shot to see if it's if it if the promise of what they're you know can you smell what they're selling type of thing if it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and keep so up to date so, on that. Yeah. I, so I'm, far, I'm, so far, it's been great. And and the, my move back to native apps. Mm-hmm. It's been great. The calendar in Mavericks is awesome. Yeah. It's no more fake leather or pleather <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, they got rid of all that stupid design, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so far, I am. I have got the only problem I had was the install. And once I got past that, it's been smooth sailing. Right. So, well, so as the grumpy old geeks, uh, resident Apple, Apple idiot slash uh, aficionado slash uh, fanboy, what do you think about all the new hardware that's coming? I am I'm stoked for the new mini. I want to get the new mini and I yeah. want to get the LTE version mm-hmm. because I that's the one thing that is the the biggest downside. I always said, "Oh, wherever I'm at, I've got Wi-Fi. I only need it whenever." If I had the LTE version of the iPad, it would make my life so much easier. Right. So, I'm going to, you know, if I can get a job, I'll sell <laughs> sell my I'll gazelle my mini and or give it to a family member and uh pick up the new LTE uh, mini the but the new full size iPad they finally got the weight down so that's also an option now yeah you know the the great part about the mini is you can hold it in your hand for a long period of time and it doesn't hurt your fingers or your wrist yeah that was the best part about the mini and also that you can type with both fingers and not have to reach even i mean even with a split keyboard it's still kind of annoying on the big one yeah but um no i think i think everything that came out is rock solid yeah, it all looks good. Uh, um, I'm still on an iPad. Well, I've got the iPad Mini, the the first version. Um, I don't feel the need to upgrade that yet. Even I, I don't really feel that I'm missing out too much by not having Retina on it. Um, so I'm probably going to keep that. However, I do have a you know the iPad two generation, and that I could probably go for an upgrade. And I wouldn't mind getting one of the new full size iPads. So yeah, yeah, Retina on a full size iPad is gorgeous. Yeah, really I can nice. imagine. So. As a, as a as a photographer, um, <laughs> I loved having all of my all of my photos on there. The problem is, every, I had to upres everything. I had to go back to my my old Lightroom archives yeah. and re-export everything to a library that I then pulled into the iPad because the the resolution is so high. Yeah, you know, because I all my stuff was basically built built for showing on a website at seventy two DPI, and when you're up in the two hundreds, it looks <laughs> it looks crappy. Yeah, it looks like know? crap. Yeah. So, fortunately, Lightroom, which is one of my favorite apps of all time, uh, is really great with like exporting everything, and you just set you know set pixel dimensions and let it rip, and it'll just dump everything out. So, yeah, I, I you know, I'm looking at my, I, I'm actually reading our show notes on my mini right now uh-huh. through. Uh, um, I'm not going to say who we're using right now because. Uh, <laughs> I, we're still in we're still in talks with our previous notes provider, right? Um, and yeah, I, 
the the display is still it's like 120 some DPI, so it's gorgeous to read. I don't have a problem reading on it. So the only thing is, I I would really like LTE, so I can leave my laptop at home and just take it out with me. Yeah, I, for me, I mean, I guess because I'm sitting generally in in LA or Toronto or London or some other major metropolis, it's never been an issue for me. Um, I, I'm always able to find Wi-Fi somewhere, but uh, you kind of go more out and about into the hinterlands than I do, so I could see why yeah. you need that. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm in my car in the in the badlands of Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I need I need some <laughs> cell signal, and I'm not going to upgrade my iPhone because to to get the um, the pairing on yeah. the iPhone because I've got my my grandfathered in unlimited data plan. Yeah, so I'm not going to give that up. Period. Gotcha. So it's worth it to just get another device because I've got a Sprint MiFi or yeah MiFi that I use, which is it's a 4G MiFi, but there's no Sprint 4G damn near anywhere, and their <laughs> their maps are liars. So yeah. I'm, I can dump that and save the sixty bucks a month I spend on the MiFi and spend a thirty bucks and get the Apple. Yeah, I've got the I've got a Verizon uh, MiFi too, and I'm thinking about dumping that because I just I've I've had it for like six months and I've used it once. So, and tell you what though, here's the deal with it. Once a month, I find myself somewhere in the car, and I get a crazy client call right. that that is just like we're screwed. Help us! And <laughs> I I I pull it out of my backpack, I fire it up, pull up my laptop, I use it, I fix the problem, and my hourly is above what I pay per month for the MiFi. Yeah. So one hour, one hour client billable pays, pays for, for the Wi-Fi for the whole month. So it's, you know, it's a good hedge to, for me at least to keep some kind of, um, you know, Wi-Fi device with my laptop. But the thing is with there, there are some great SSH clients for the iPad that you can you can key up and have all of your SSH keys on the iPad, so you can Telnet into Telnet. God, I, can't, I said that. Um, you can you can SSH into any of your servers and do ninety nine percent of the things you need to do. If you're if you're comfortable with like uh, VI, which yeah. which I am, um, I can do any text editing straight from the laptop, and I've got Code Lite, so I can actually use that to SFTP into any server that I have a website on. Right. And do my work from an iPad. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a give and a take. But I think I can do 99.999% of everything I need to do from an iPad mini with LTE. So, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. I love the fucking future, man. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we talked a bit of before about uh, our lovely music apps. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I had totally forgot Twitter music was a thing. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently so did everybody else because they're killing it. I, I remember when they first announced it. And obviously, uh, you know, my clients are all music clients and I'm in the music industry. And I looked at it and went, well, this isn't really useful at all to my clients or me. It's basically just for people that are on Twitter um, as end users. Uh, I've never even looked at it. I've never used it. I've completely forgotten that it existed. Um, and I guess, yeah, everybody else did too. Yeah, it's, so they're, kill, going they're away. killing it. <laughs> and since you're in the music industry, if your guys don't use it, then what's the point? You yeah, know? what is the point? I, there was never anything really that we could do with it. Um, I, I, I did look through the documentation once going, huh, I should probably know about this. And then went, mm, got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing with Foursquare. I always thought it would be really interesting if, if bands could like check in at venues and do all that sort of thing, but it's just, it's kind of useless. So there was nothing we could really do there unless they built out something specific for artists and they obviously weren't going to do that. So there yeah. you go. What you going to do? But I mean, I also, uh, you know, you know, you know me and my feelings on Twitter anyways. It's like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, well, it has apparently, uh, with the teen crowd, has mm-hmm. uh, surpassed Facebook. Yeah, don't we get this kind of? Uh, haven't we done these stories like five times already? It, it feels oh, yeah. like well, it feels like there's just a, a new study every couple of weeks. Well, yeah, and it flip flops. Right, <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, this is what they're using this week. This is what they used last week. This is what they're using this week. Yeah, and it, they're, these studies are useless. Exactly, I think, I, I think they are too. And the thing that the kids are doing is, by the time you can study it. It's not a thing anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think, aren't they all on Instagram instead now? I, instead of Twitter? I don't even know what's going on anymore. No, but there's, a, there's apparently, a, we, I didn't put this in the show notes, but apparently there's a very lucrative uh, black market gun trade that's going on on Instagram. What? <laughs> yeah. People are selling illegal guns on Instagram. Okay. I, I, I should dig that up. I'll, I'll try and find it and put it in the show notes. I think I just glanced. I saw it on TV. And it was just it was one of those peripheral things. I'm just like, what? what? <laughs> I, I guess uh, since Silk Road is shut down, everybody's gone to Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like, what the hell? Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, these studies come out all the time. And who cares what the kids are doing? Kids, I, I remember being that age. I switched everything I liked every couple of weeks. Yeah. And, uh, well, <laughs> I guess I guess that puts a fucking nail in that uh, article. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, plus, I mean, that entire generation doesn't want to pay for anything anyway, so who cares where they're at because you're not going to sell anything to them. And apparently they like to steal things and claim it as their own, like this little douchebag that did uh, (laughs) Mario. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate what probably went into that. Uh, Hang on, hang on, let's let's explain what it is first. (laughs) Uh, You sent me this link and I looked at it, and it's it's this kid who did a pixel-by-pixel recreation of Mario Brothers. yes. Or Super Mario. I don't. I can't remember which Super one. Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers, which which is a game I played incessantly for an entire summer with a bunch of friends once. I and this is funny because you're the guy who doesn't like games, but and I, I I never got into Mario. I hated it. <laughs> I hated Mario. <laughs> I, I did love this game. It's the only game I ever like really just lost my mind for. So this kid is a programming exercise. He's he's a teenager. He's young. Uh, recreated the whole game and just like here it is. Yep. And and it's like, um, there's this thing we have in the adult world, which you haven't quite gotten to yet, called intellectual property, <laughs> copyrights and trademarks. Yes. Um, just because you recreated, you looked at it and recreated it doesn't mean you own it. Or you actually even created it. You just rebuilt it. You copied it. Yeah. I mean, if it, if in the old days in in the old days in computer computers with you know hardware and software you had what was called white rooming where mm-hmm. somebody who could look at something and this was they did it originally with the bios for yeah. pcs the you know the pre the preloader that loads the operating system they would have an engineer look at the bios write a white paper that said everything that it needed to do. Yep. Then they would give it to another engineer who never met the first engineer. So there was this separation of church and state, as it yep. were. And then the other person had to re-engineer it from a spec. Yeah, That's how things used to go. So you'd have the separation and you could copy something legally. 
You didn't do this, kid. <laughs> you no. looked at it, you played it, and you liked it, and you rebuilt it, and you stole it. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, li- I like how he was basically kind of surprised when, when, when Nintendo was upset. <laughs> yeah, he's like... <laughs> and said, can you please take this down? <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I don't think so, because it's, it's not fair to programmers and people who are trying to learn. I'm like, bullshit, kid. Somebody spent a lot of time and a lot of money to make that thing. Yeah. You didn't. You, you did not. copied it. It was not your original idea. I mean, he, he said he spent like like a couple weeks or months on just the physics of Mario's jump, just recreating it. I'm like, yeah. well, how much time do you think it took them to create it exactly. and perfect it, you know? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous way of looking at things. And um, yeah, he needs to take it down. He's, you can't do that. If you put all that much effort into it, why didn't you make your own game? Seriously, this kid's obviously talented. Exactly. I mean, he's really talented. Yeah. So Hey, I got an idea, kid. Make your own game, and then you put it up on the web completely for free, and you don't get paid anything for it. And we'll see how you feel about that in a couple of years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a gigantic bazillion-dollar industry out there of people chasing down intellectual property rights and copyright laws, especially internationally. I mean, I've recently just gotten horribly hooked on this show Top Gear, the British one. It's just recently, just recent. Well, I guess about two months now. I've been watching it religiously. Oh, uh, never man, used to. Watch. I know it's awesome. But the, I just saw the episode where they went to China and they basically looked at every single Chinese built car and went. They completely ripped off every single bit of design um, from Ford for this one. And, and Ford is trying to sue. You know, you can't do this. You can't take somebody else's thing, rebuild it, call it your own. You just can't. No. Uh, well, I mean, well, I guess everybody hey, does now. Yeah, if you're in China, apparently you can because yeah. they, that's always been a it's been a hotbed of law. It's, yeah, it's a black it's, hole of of IP rights there. So yeah, I mean, since they get all our money now, and they to get things to steal from us, we need to send it to them to make it. Yeah. So they're trying to get in line with you know the global <laughs> copyright laws and all that. But I, I'm more impressed that you you've got on board with Top Gear. I know. I'm for happy. somebody who doesn't give a crap about cars whatsoever, it's uh, it's amazingly fun TV show. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I hate cars. I'm not a car guy. You know, <laughs> I own the cheapest Ford that you could buy when I went into the lot. <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah. But they those guys are entertaining as hell. They make it fun. And just some of the stuff they come up with is great. Now, the American Top Gear is a is a travesty. I, I a, watched one. It was it so is, boring. And so oh. stupid. Uh, apparently, Adam Carolla was up for that. That might have made it decent, but still, I don't think so. It's, it's no. all about the British. I mean, I feel the same way about The Office. I know a lot of people love the U.S. office, probably don't even know there was a British one. The British one was genius. The U.S. one, eh, it's a decent sitcom at best. Yeah, exactly. And they tried to do it with Coupling, the best British oh, uh, That was a great ever. show, too. I loved that show. Yeah, and they but not did, the U.S. They did one. Two, they did two episodes in the U.S. and they literally did it line for line. And you that it British humor doesn't work with an American accent. I'm no. sorry, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And not. that's that's where the American Top Gear fails is because they do they try and recreate those characters and those characters are characters because those people are awesome. Yeah, and you can't just put like a fat guy, a skinny guy, and a fast guy in, <laughs> into a series and think it's going to work. No, no. So, so this is where show. this is where copying fails. <laughs> so this kid who copied Mario did a good copy. Yeah, and, he made he made kudos. an exact copy. Yes. So here's the here's the here's the lesson. Go make something original, people. Period. 
Yes. And yeah, God, these people. Oh, and speaking of that, um, shooting viral videos is not original anymore. God, please stop it. Living in Venice and Santa Monica, it's just everybody has their, they're out with their two or three buddies. They've got their cameras and they're shooting stuff. Get a job. <laughs> Maybe that is. And get job. off my lawn. <laughs> Oh well, there was one viral video that I I was interested in this week because this um, in England there was this guy who was uh, dressed up as Predator doing like street art, and these douchebag kids videotaped themselves like basically pushing this guy off his pedestal and doing a face plant, and the internet reacted and they (laughs) tracked this guy down. Like I think it was a Reddit a Reddit thread, and they tracked this guy down in a matter of hours and (laughs) handed his info over to the police. Now, yeah, that's great. Okay, this time it's great. You know, 4chan has a history of finding people who do bad things to animals and to people and outing them. Yeah. But if you remember the Boston bombings and Reddit tried to crowdsource uh, finding the bomber and it ruined this one guy's life. Yeah. So, you know, well, there, I mean, there, there's a dark side to the, the crowd vigilanteism. Reddit, Reddit is not and should never be uh, Interpol. I mean, that's a little bit ridiculous. Let, let's keep it to things like some guy pushes somebody over that's wearing a Predator outfit. Let's not leap in on the next time we have a terrorist activity. Yeah, when you want to get serious, leave it to 4chan. Those guys are good. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't fuck with B. You don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was it was an interesting thing that this kid got outed, and they I, I haven't seen the follow up yet if he got uh, prosecuted or anything. It, I mean, I, it, it's it, it's an assault charge at most, it's a misdemeanor probably, but yeah. it's just a dick. You yeah, know? I, but shocking. I mean, you know, that's kid uh, teenage boys are going to be teenage boys. Some of them are fine. Most of them are idiots and do really stupid things. And I'm glad he's getting caught. I don't care if they came through the internet. That's fine. I love the post, the Birmingham like Birmingham Facebook post. Have you seen this prick with the picture <laughs> of his face? <laughs> it's good stuff. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, British journalism at least has a has a sense of humor. So yes. I like that. Now. I, I have I have a bit to talk about with the Japanese. I have a problem right now. With the Japanese? With the Japanese. Well, there's been a couple of news stories about the Japanese. I saw that they apparently have given up on sex. Is that is that the one that you have a problem with? Well, definitely. If I go, go visit Japan, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have a problem with that one. Okay. That's the only reason to go. Um, no. Uh, so now they've – well, let's go back to Fukushima. Okay. Yes. Well, I've got a problem with that one. Apparently, I'm getting blasted with radiation here on the West Coast. Yeah, and there was another. There's another article that uh, I don't know. If, I don't think I put it in here. Um, the, there was a guy who was doing a Trans-Pacific uh, sailing trip. This guy's like circumnavigated the globe a couple times, and mm-hmm. before he said, "Oh, yeah, in the Pacific, all you had to do was drop your line in, and you'd get fish." And there were birds everywhere, and now it's dead. Right. The ocean is dead, and they were dodging like smokestacks from Japan that came out in the tsunami and there's just no life out there right now. And it was very disturbing. I, I, I do need to put this in the show notes because this, this article kind of made me very sad. It, it totally bummed me out. I saw that too. And that was like, a that was just like, all right, end of day for me. I, I got to go do something that makes me happy. Yeah. So you, you, you've, you're a child of the seventies the and the eighties. So you've seen Godzilla movies, right? Of course. So, I think Fukushima, I think they're letting that happen on purpose and dumping all this radiation into the ocean to try and create Godzilla. Okay. You know, they're, they're hoping. <laughs> they're, they're like, we, they, they're movie lovers. They're, they're, they're like, 
yes, we because that's what Godzilla came from. It was it was a I think it was a uh, nuclear bomb accident that created him from a uh, was a Gila monster, <laughs> right? <laughs> that was the original, like the origin story. So I think they're trying to create Godzilla. Okay. With Fukushima. That's why they're fucking up so bad, um, which is why somebody needs to step in and fix that. But that's a separate story. But okay. now now they have su- successfully tested an asteroid blasting space cannon. Really? Well, how do they successfully test it? I don't know how they test it. Was it a they miniature test- model that <clears throat> blew apart like a tennis ball? They've got they've got a YouTube video with an animation. So maybe that was the test. It, it's uh, they send up a satellite. To an asteroid that is that has peacefully coexisted with us for eons and millennia, and you know, yeah. it 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 it's up there. It's got a stable orbit. They're going to go up there with a satellite. They're going to drop this little, uh, basically explosive charge with a four pound uh, weight in it. That's okay. going. Then they're going to take the satellite, put it behind the asteroid so it's protected. Then they're going to explode this like launch vehicle that will shove a four pound uh, bullet, basically a four pound bullet into the asteroid. Then they'll bring the satellite back around and then test the soil. Now let's hope they're not trying to recreate Armageddon. (laughs) I love that movie. It is, it is one of my favorite movies. It's very popcorn. I know it's very stupid. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's a terrible movie, but I love it. I love that movie. So, I'm just worried that they're trying to recreate that now. It's like, okay, Godzilla's not working. Can we get Bruce Willis on board for our next project? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this just seems like a horrible idea. I, I don't know why they want to do this, but okay. And and I, I say I say Armageddon because once they once they hit the asteroid, it's going to change its trajectory, and yeah. they don't know which way it's going to go. Or it'll because, they'll accidentally break it into fifteen pieces, all of which will come shattering down on us. Yeah, it's thanks. It's, it's like thanks, come on, thanks, Japan. come on, guys. Seriously, you know. How about how about you make well and the satellite is going to land on the asteroid and scoop up the stuff. Why don't you just put a fucking shovel on the on the satellite <laughs> and when it lands it digs. How about yeah. we do that? Can we yeah. try that instead well, yeah. of trying to shoot it? Why like do we got why do we start with the explosives people? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, just just buy a shovel. They're they're like 10 bucks at Home Depot. Stick it on an arm and scoop like, you know, anybody else would. <laughs> Oh God, these fucking people! Just because you can do something doesn't mean I, I you know. should. Doesn't mean you should. And I think you guys got some other shit to be worried about right now. Stop fucking around with space. Yeah, yeah. Figure, like stop pouring shit into the water. <laughs> oh man. So the other the other big kerfuffle has been the uh, the healthcare website. Yes, that, uh, we have we have paid hundreds of millions of dollars for can, now in. in- your wildest imagination, say back, you know, 15, 20 years ago when, when you and I were starting to actually build the first websites, uh, could you have ever imagined the president apologizing for a site that you built not working? Nope. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> that is, I mean, that, that's a story in and of itself that, that, that <laughs> Obama goes on TV and says, dude, sorry, website's down. (laughs) (laughs) I I felt his pain. I mean, how many times have I like been on the phone with a client saying, you know what? A hundred percent uptime is completely unachievable. Things happen. (laughs) And and I go back, remember that old IBM, uh, uh, Super Bowl commercial where it's like where they, they didn't account for the track. Like we ran the Super Bowl ad and then the website went down. It's like, well, where's the web designer? Oh, he's snowboarding, you know, (laughs) but 
hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, the amount of money that they paid website. for this website. But then, I mean, uh, the article I found, which which will be in the show notes, is about the, the congressional testimony about the website. And, uh, I, you know, as much as I've always said, boy, it'd be sweet to get one of those government gigs where they just pay an insane amount of money for something that we'd get like 20 grand in the private sector to build. I, I would never want to work on this project. Oh, this sounds like not. the ultimate nightmare. <laughs> no, it is. It is just a red tape nightmare. Yeah. I mean, the thing had to do a lot of stuff, granted. Yes. And I'm sure that the government APIs are not like JSON and, and Rust-based. <laughs> you know, you're dealing with like some crazy shit to talk to the IRS databases and FEMA, yeah. you know, Department of Health and all this stuff just to get the information to verify who these people are. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a nightmare. But hundreds of millions of dollars. Seriously. Okay. Yeah. We're, that's it. <laughs> and yeah. I, you say that right there. I could hire every programmer that has been crapped out of a welfare mom in the past 300 years yeah. and hire them all. Hey, we just it. hire that kid that made the game. Find, uh, like, uh, say, some insurance company's website and say, hey, <laughs> hey, rebuild that for free. <laughs> yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> line by line. Rebuild that. We'll get you some nachos and jolt. Just, just rock on with it. No, but I, uh, this article, um, I encourage. I'm, I'm sure that we have quite a few programmers out there that uh, listen to us. And if you've ever had one of those days where, where you've been sat in a meeting or had the project manager with little air quotes uh, come over to you and just spout words, and you know they have no idea what they're talking about, and it's just double talk and and all that sort of stuff, you need to read this article because it's fucking hilarious. The people that they sent to do the uh, the hearing are, are just kind of the glorified project managers, and they're just throwing out terms. You can tell they have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, just reading this made me both laugh and cry. <laughs> yep, <laughs> definitely. And we, we've got another story coming up in security about this as well, but it's, it is a fuster cluck. It is indeed. So, so glad I never got those government gigs. <laughs> definitely. No, I would never take a government gig, <laughs> period. Uh, I, I, this is this is one of those things that comes back to all the crazy conspiracy theories, and I've I, I've got a link later that I'm going to share about a serious group of conspiracy theorists because oh, my boy. mom freaked me out. She's like, "You're turning into one of those guys," and so then I went and found those guys so I could compare and contrast and see how far I've gone. Right. <laughs> the government is not good enough to pull off any kind of real conspiracy. Because they can't even make a fucking website work, okay? Exactly. So let's just put a nail in that coffin. Yeah, they they can't take down two towers, uh, you know, if you can't even put up a website. Let's yeah. just stick with that. Sorry, Mulder. Sorry, Scully. <laughs> it the truth ain't out there. The truth. Well, the truth is much more boring than you. Yes, could imagine. it's sadly extremely boring. It involves a lot of progress reports. <laughs> TPS. TPS reports. <laughs> TPS forty five. It's time in the balls. So we talk a lot about quantified self and data tracking with walks and runs and all that crap. And this week I found a really interesting one on Indiegogo. Okay. And this is one of those ones where I don't shit on something. <laughs> uh, well, actually, you're the one that, that craps on everything. So um, this is uh, – it's called Angel, the first open sensor for health and fitness. Okay. And they is, look it, to, is it really the first? For uh, open access? I suppose that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, this is this is built for developers almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get 
once you have the unit, you can write any kind of software on top of it. It's got Bluetooth. So if you have an app, you can write uh, code against it. Right. It, they were looking for 100 grand. They got 233 so far with mm-hmm. eight days left. So this will be live when you hear this episode. Hopefully, if you are fresh and get it when it's new and off, hot off the presses. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. It's They do different stuff. They do pulse, your body temperature, blood oxygen level. It's not just like, you know, uh, gyroscopic stuff that all the other ones do. Yeah. I mean, this looks pretty intense and pretty serious. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm down with it. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I said that maybe this, this should be for. I'm a little surprised that that nobody else, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of companies are out of the gate quicker. Um, you know, they'll be coming out with something that's, that's just as involved, probably not with the hacker capability, which is the one thing on this end where they're just letting anybody write, write whatever they want for it, which is kind of cool. I like that. No, that's what, that's what really got me, um, interested in this one. And I have to, uh, thank Dr. Uh, Jonas Luster for the link on this one. Hat tip. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I, I didn't fund it because I'm broke, but <laughs> when 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 they come out, I'll uh, sell some blood or semen and uh, buy one. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely into this idea. I'm, I'm gonna, you know, as per usual, I'll wait and see what other people think of it first. But uh, if it's this is very integrated and does just about everything, and I love that, and I'd love to have one and, and be able to track all this stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, I wonder. I'm just gonna tie this in with another bit of news that I saw this week. I wonder if anybody's gonna write an app to blow up Dick Cheney's heart. <laughs> oh yeah i saw that my dad actually is the one he's like dick cheney's on tv like asking people to not hack his pacemaker i'm like what <laughs> yeah that was a good story and as, as soon as i popped up this uh, kickstarter because i hadn't looked at it before we started to record i was like hey the dick cheney app <laughs> yeah yeah give me give me a pringles cannon and antenna and blow that bastard up <laughs> oh jesus what a yeah. douche he, he, he's like if somebody was going to do that they'd have done it while you were still in office so yeah you're you are nothing now you're a pissant go away <laughs> oh maybe he's just worried about it maybe he's gotten karmic and he's worried about all the bad shit he did when he was vice president and coming back to haunt him car, of course you go for good <laughs> so, gas okay. mileage that's all I got on this one. All right, man. Sounds good. All right. Yo, seriously? Are you shitting me? I like loons. <laughs> Looney Tunes. Uh-huh. Project Loon, which I have just discovered this week from Google, which is I heard a little bit about the uh, the initiative of Google to bring internet to the people by balloon. By balloon. Um balloon mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was a little uh befuddled let's just say <laughs> and uh they started posting these videos and the the views have gone way down since the first video posting which yeah. talks about what project loon is mm-hmm. and now they're getting into the deep tech of how it works and what it's going to look like and they've rolled out tests in new zealand to farmers sheep farmers of course because it's new zealand yes. um i am amazingly hopeful that Google will be able to blanket the earth in the internet with balloons. I think that they are well on their way. They've got solid tech. Yeah. And I think it's going to work. Uh, and, but the name is what got me. I mean, it's, it is it, a loony-ass it, project. It is a loony-ass project. It is well I mean, named. Granted, granted, it is a play on balloon, <laughs> you know, yeah. Project Loon, balloon. Um, but yeah, they put up these high-altitude 
sad, or uh, b- weather balloons, basically, yeah. that have radio transmitters in them, and they they steer them by moving them uh, vertically into the different jet streams to go back and forth or whatever. But I think what their plan is is really to have a belt of them circling the globe at all times. Yeah, that that would seem to be the plan, and this will provide us with our with our wireless internet everywhere. Or at least if you live in Africa or New Zealand, where the <laughs> where the project, uh, the pilot project, went into effect. Yeah, it, and a, it, it worked. It worked. The guy was just like, "Oh, I've got the page. It is fast." <laughs> I guess that was more Scottish than New Zealand. I know. I was about to say that's the Scottish Highlands. I think. <laughs> oh, look at that little wee sheepy over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a cool. I mean, if this and it does work, they've tested it, so it works. Uh, all right, let's do it. It makes a lot more sense than putting up another satellite or something like that. Why not? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm down you know with it. What? Kudos. I granted that just means that everything will still be going through Google <laughs> soup to nuts. Um, <laughs> but at this point, I give up. I give up. Yeah. You know what? If they let me see my cat videos and and if I can do my work, that's all that matters <laughs> anymore. It yeah. really does. We have a I have a little Google comic that I found on a on a page that we'll be putting up on our Facebook and our Twitter shortly, which involves uh, Google and avoiding them. But uh, yeah, we got to kind of give up. Uh, speaking of which, I found another article about Google, which at first I was getting really into. Uh, just I was curious about it based on the title. The title is Google. Only Google can manage our SEO. Now, I thought this was going to be an article that was actually about search engine optimization and how it works with Google and how that's changed over the years and another big change is apparently coming. Um, I've never dealt way deep into the SEO world because I know it's just it's a mess and it's confusing. Uh, I think you probably dealt with it a bit more than I did. My understanding of SEO, especially with Google at this point, is there really isn't anything you can do to game the system. And if you game the system, they actually punish you for it. There's always a way to game the system. Yes. The, the, the trick is you just don't know about it. <laughs> every, every time they roll out an update, they just had an update recently that killed a bunch of uh, content farms. And I think eHow took the, the biggest hit on this right. one. Um, oh, man. Hang on. My, my computer is, is going wonky on me. Uh, see what happens when you talk about Google? I'm telling you, they're, they're in my junk. Maybe, <laughs> maybe your balloon is, is off schedule. Yeah, it caught a, caught a random <laughs> updraft and I'm out of sync. Um, you know, there's always been ways to game the system, and that's why they keep doing updates to their algorithms and, you yeah. know, cutting out spammers who do content farms and crap like that. Yeah. Um, and But they're SEO friendly. If you go and check out Matt Cutts, who is like their, their search engine evangelist, right? Um, he posts videos all the time on YouTube about – the best practices for S- for white hat SEO people um, to to follow, and they're really good. I mean, they're really good. They they he pulls back the covers as much as they can, yeah, because they can't pull it back all the way because then that would give black hat <laughs> the ways into the system. You know, exactly. there's there's only so much that they can tell you. Yeah, but I was at the first Google spam. It was the blog spam summit, but we just happened to do it at Google, and. I had a I had a good conversation with Matt about, you know, uh how to start cutting out some of the blog spam stuff. It's like you gotta cut off the financing and just do all this stuff. And he was he's a smart guy. So I'm really glad that he's the guy that's out front talking to people about SEO. And he's I mean, just check out the videos. I'll I'll, I'll actually throw in a link in the show notes because if you do if you have a website, you need to know this stuff. It's basic stuff. But SEO is 
surprisingly simple. You know, there's just a few things you have to do, and if your content is good yeah. and it hits the keywords that it needs to hit, you You're will good. get found on Google. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like just just look at the stuff that I've done with our grumpy old geek site. You know, we are we are completely <laughs> clean. I, I called it brown hat SEO before, but it actually <laughs> works and we rank in the top three search results for all of our episode titles. Yeah. So, you know, you can be a good uh, participant in the net community by just doing just following the rules. If you follow the rules and your stuff is interesting, you're fine. I, I've so, always felt that way with all my clients. I've never tried to game systems. I've never tried to play the games, even though I've been asked to. I've said I've always told them what we're doing is fine. We're done. We're good. So so this article goes goes into a different area of it. Yeah, is, this article wasn't really what it's titled. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is this is about tying Google Plus profiles to blogs, and cl- it, it's what we did at Technorati back in the day. It's blog claiming. You yeah. claim a blog, which means that you are the author of that blog, and then we tie it together, and then you have a personality associated with the blog. So yeah. Google is is ten years behind what we did at Technorati. <laughs> Good for them, and but they're trying to tie it in with Google Plus. So your Google Plus profile ties in with your blog. So when the search results come up. That you get a, you get your profile with it. We used to do that with the author meta tags in RSS. This is old news, actually, yeah. but they're just trying to you know give Google Plus some some juice, which which I wish they would just stop. Google Plus is dead. It's been dead for a year and a half. Let it go. See, I, I, I'm still hopeful. I'm hopeful. <laughs> um, uh, wife of uh, Rudy Jashan, Casey McKinnon, mm-hmm. uh, actually did a. Um, she took one of my posts from Facebook. Yeah, sorry about the dog barking. Um, <laughs> took one of my posts from Facebook, posted it on her Google Plus account, and tagged me on it. So I saw that she posted it, yeah. and she got like over a thousand pluses or plus ones or whatever they do on Google Plus. Right. So there, there are there are people that are still using Google Plus if she's getting that many upvotes, as it were, to, uh, yeah. to, to use a Redditism. Um, and there's a lot of content. Every time I go, I can just leave the window open and content scrolls by. People are posting. I just don't know if they're consuming. That's the big thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't know. I haven't even logged into my Google Plus account in, in probably two months. So I, just I, I, I go in every now and again. I mean, I post our shows there and stuff. And, and oh, good. The, the photography stuff there is great. I love going and seeing all the photography. And there's some cool stories that come through there. But for most of, most of the stuff, I've been getting a lot more use out of Twitter lately. Just yeah. for finding cool stuff, with the, like I mentioned before, with that Safari update, um, I, I mocked it before, and the <laughs> the thing that you were talking about with the you know the Twitter links that that show up in the new Safari, yeah, it's it's surprisingly useful. I found it amazingly useful. Okay, and, well. and oh, here's a pro tip: pro tip in Safari on iOS on the new one, if you're using Safari on the desktop. It, when you're in the view that shows all of your pages, like if you click the little pages view, if you swipe up at the bottom of the screen, will show all the tabs that you have open on your desktop version of Safari. If you've oh, got the iCloud fancy. stuff, it's really cool. I found it by accident. It wasn't in any of the tips. I just found it and I'm like, oh, cool. And so now if I'm looking at something on the desktop, I can just swipe over to it. I mean, I, I knew I could do that from the desktop. The, for stuff that I had open on my iPhone, I didn't know it went the other way around or how to get to it. So, right. so it's pretty cool that you that that integration happens. Very cool. So yeah, um, yeah. All this is blog claiming and and Google Plus attempts to bolster and build it up. 
Yeah. And it, you know what? It probably behooves you if you have a blog to tie to your Google Plus account because I've noticed over the years that anytime that you do something that Google wants you to do, you they rank treat you well. Yes. You rank higher. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Because my blog, I mean, way back in the day, but right when Google AdSense came out, I was not ranking in Google. I got an AdSense account and I put banners on my site. Instantly, they started to index me more. And then I got into the top search results for my blog. So right. anything that gets them to index you more and, and gives you preferential treatment. You want it, that. It behooves you to do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we don't want any of your Deutsche Markies. Oh, wait, we do? We want your Deutsche Markies? Yeah, that's Google for you. Welcome to this week in shit we put on our computers. So I, I look at my computer at night a lot. I read emails and browse the web and look at cat photos and things <laughs> like that. And... You may notice that you don't sleep that well when you're looking at your computer late at night or have a harder time getting to sleep. Yeah, definitely. Co common problem happens to everybody because the blue light, the blue wavelengths break down the melatonin in your system, which makes it harder to fall asleep, period. So I've got an app called Flux, mm -hmm. which it, it checks your location, finds out when sunset is, and then changes the color temperature of your monitor to be more in tune with the evening like tone range. It, 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 it takes out the blue. It's Basically what it does. takes out the blue, yes. <laughs> takes out the blue so you don't get the blues. Um, That's I've been pretty cool. I've been using this for years, mm -hmm. and it, it makes all the difference in the world. And it's, it's soothing. It's, it's really soothing. You know, during the day, you want to, you know, have your full color monitor and all that, especially if you're editing artwork or photos. But in the evening, most people aren't doing that. And you can turn it off. You can pause it and all that stuff. It's not, it's not like set in stone. But just for if you're just browsing and using your computer like you would normally use it, it is a great app and it will definitely let you get to sleep easier. So there are Mac, PC, and Linux versions. Indeed. Um, I'm going to be installing this and trying this out. Particularly, I mean, you've been to my place upstairs. It gets an awful lot of sunlight during the day. Um, so I'd like anything that kind of does this adjustments. So it's very cool. Um, yeah, awesome. I, now, my question is, is it the same with iPads? You, they, they have an iPad and iPhone version. I see, uh, but, but you, you have, have to jailbreak. jailbreak. Yeah. Yep, you have to jailbreak because you can't, you can't mess with that kind of stuff. Apple, uh, the, the Apple overlords will not let you get that, that deep into to mods. I'm sure on Android, it probably works great. Probably, yeah. It's, it's a shame because I really, I, I've discovered that, you know, by nighttime, unless I actually am still doing some serious, serious work, I'm not on my computer anymore. I'm actually just on the pad downstairs. So Okay, well, swipe up and jump the brightness down. Exactly. Yep, I'm already doing that. So Yeah, that would be a, that would be a nice feature if, like, that's one of the things with the iOS stuff. I wish I could say, I'm home now, do this stuff, you know? Yeah. You can do that for reminders, but you can't do any system-level, like, hacks like that. Cause yeah. You'd be like, can't okay, do a batch so file. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got auto-brightness, but that works for crap. We all know that. So it's it'd be just nice if it'd say, okay, sun's down, lower the brightness. And every 15 minutes after the sun goes down, lower it completely. And, and if the room is completely dark... Turn the brightness all the way down. It would right. just be nice. So on, on another Mac-related thing, uh, well, I guess Flux is not Mac-related, but I use it on my Mac. Um, <laughs> this is definitely a, a Mac-only thing, and I use it constantly. And if you have a Mac, especially a laptop, this works really good on a laptop. Mm -hmm. I have it on my desktop too, but it, it, more importantly on the laptop, it's called iStat Menus. 
Um, they're up to version four. It just gives you a ton of sensor data in your in your Finder menu bar. More things than you could ever want to know. Yeah, but it's got <laughs> it, the, the cool things are it's got CPU usage, it's got memory usage, it's got network usage, and it's got fan speed. Those are the the main things that I use it for. Yeah. Because um, in the old days, like the the fan was this black hole. You know, the fan would just go on. I've got an air now, so the fan never goes on because it's a the most amazing laptop ever created by the hand of man. Um, <laughs> or the hand of Jobs. Or Ives. We'll go or with Ives. Ives. Okay. But it, it just gives you introspection so you can see if something is taking up all your resources without having to open activity monitor. It's a couple bucks. It's like – it's under 20 bucks. Um, just get it. Get it. You'll use it forever. You'll love it. I even use it, and I'm not a total gearhead. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we talked at the very beginning about the, the destruction of journalism and how stupid everything is. And, and one of my least favorite sites ever made is BuzzFeed and how they, you know, they're, they're just taking over the web. Them and them. And what's that other one called? Upstream or whatever. Upworthy. The hell. Upworthy. 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 If I see another fucking ad for Upworthy, I'm going to shoot myself in the face. Uh, can't stand BuzzFeed. But the one thing that it is good for numbered lists Sometimes numbers lists are good. I found 19 mind-blowing tricks every iPhone user must know. And I didn't know half of these, and some of these are great. So for once, I'm going to say go to BuzzFeed. Check out the link. The best tip of all, if you put your phone on airplane mode, it will charge twice as fast. That is the best one. Who the, the hell knew that? <laughs> apparently BuzzFeed and their listicle department <laughs> figured yeah, it out. Apparently so. I mean, that is just amazing. Uh, most of these are really good. Like we can have, you can take selfies using the remote on your earbuds. Hey, every girl on Instagram. Um, quickly yeah, most get to your camera it, it, app. I mean, a lot of these are known, but uh, I didn't know a bunch of these. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of them are, are standard stuff, but there are, there are like four or five of there that really are like deep dive tricks. So it's, it's worth going to check out if you have an iDevice just go read the list it'll take you five minutes and you'll learn something probably probably surprisingly surprisingly so yeah this is actually a pretty good list and number 11 just relates to what we were talking about invert your colors for better nighttime browsing yeah i I use that as a practical (laughs) like a prank but remember like a couple episodes ago like i do that when people leave their phones off and they come back and they're like what (laughs) so yeah definitely definitely uh, worth checking out Totally cool. Um, And then I saw another article again uh, about, uh, well, obviously this is, you couldn't get away from Apple in the news this week because of everything that was going on. Uh, This was an op-ed about if tablets are replacing computers, why doesn't the iPad have a keyboard? Um, It does. It's on the screen. It does. It's built in. That's exactly my thought as well. Um, I I don't expect them to have one. You can use any Bluetooth one. They're just not going to do the ugly design that comes with having one built into it or snapping into a case or whatever the hell they do with the Surface. Uh, So this is kind of a non-article. But the takeaway I got from it, which is a really interesting paragraph, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it because this is certainly where I'm at in terms of of switching around between devices. Um, Quote, People use computers for work, smartphones for communication, and tablets for entertainment when they're on an airplane, on the toilet, which is gross, or relaxing on the couch. (laughs) If you're using a touchscreen device, don't take it into the toilet with you. Um, Some may also use tablets in mobile work environments like a doctor's office or an Apple store, but rarely, if ever, for word processing or while sitting at a desk. Um, That's me 100%. I think you are probably more on the cutting edge of doing more stuff with your tablet. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I already talked about it this yeah. this episode, so <laughs> I definitely would like to be able to do more stuff with it. And the keyboard is a li- little bit of a limitation, but you can use any Bluetooth keyboard with an iPad. Um, and it, uh, as far as the toilet, when when Steve Jobs <laughs> went rest his soul, when he came out with the iPad, I said it should have been called the iPood because everybody's <laughs> going to be using it on the crapper. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean it's a it's a decent article. It it it, it misses the mark in several spots, but um, I, I I still think from the crowd that I run with, uh, people are taking their laptops less on trips. Yeah, and they're taking their iPads more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that if I didn't have to do any any real work, I, I'm totally comfortable using my tablet now for like all kind of email communication and all that sort of stuff. But it's, if I got to get into a site and do something, I'm I'm not as advanced as you are with that yet. But maybe check I'll out, get there. I check don't know. out Coda Light. Okay. Because Coda Coda is the uh, the IDE that I use for all my web stuff for building sites. It's great. It's from Panic Panic dot com slash Coda. Mm-hmm. And it's top notch. I used to use like all these crazy ones, but I've I have standardized on Coda now. It's great, but they have Coda Lite, which is I think a nine ninety five iPad app that you can do all the stuff that you would do on any IDE with right. any website. It does SFTP, does SSH, does the whole nine yards, does preview. It's great. Check yep. it out. I will it. have to check out the light. I'm, I'm using Coda on on the actual Mac desktop, but uh, not on a tablet yet. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got an iPhone app, which I'm going to not recommend anybody okay. buy. It, this was making the rounds this week. It's called SpymySat. It, and it takes all of the publicly available uh, s- satellite data for satellites yeah, <laughs> and, as opposed and, to <laughs> yeah <laughs> and if a satellite is overhead that can take a picture of you it will send you an alert on your phone and apparently like, there what, are are only... you, what are you gonna do you get the alert and you fucking run for the nearest store this is dumb. well it's it's not it's not <laughs> like you're in a terrorist camp and everybody goes inside and hides the ak's oh, you know? i gotta put on my my tinfoil hat now <laughs> exactly it's like oh dear um and there, i'm in i'm in chicago right now so you'd think that there would be Lots of satellites coming over Chicago. Apparently, there are only three satellites from Italy that can spy on me, and I get notified from them every day. It's it's a dollar ninety nine, I believe, but it tells you what the satellites are, when they were launched, what they can do, what the resolution is, blah blah blah. That's actually but, pretty interesting, but I could probably Google that. I mean, exactly, I wouldn't know in real yeah. time when they're overhead, but who cares? What do you? Yeah, no. Now, if, now if we had, you know, like the. The NSA satellites and yes. it's that you know go run hide and grab your cheeks and head for the mountains. <laughs> that would be that would be worth a dollar ninety nine. But I'd even be okay with an app that just told me when the Google uh, camera vans are rolling around, so I could run outside and you know wear wear like a Yahoo Rules shirt or something. <laughs> you want to go LARPing when they come by? That's all it is. <laughs> I, know, I know you. <laughs> you got your you got your closet LARPing gear ready to go. That's right. LARPing for the uninitiated is live action role play. <laughs> Which means which means you're a nerd. Yes, it's it's not it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So uh, one other thing I've noticed, and oh god, I some you know I I just hate the social. Whoa. You oh, hate the social. I'm getting another. Com- I have the sound down. Why am I hearing a commercial again? Ad blocker is not doing a good job. When you're looking oh well, I'm not hearing them. So okay, hold on a second. Gas mileage. Okay. Where do you go from there? Wait, I don't even know where it's coming from. 
Would you turn that damn thing off Mike. already? Skype is giving you Skype a commercial? Skype is running an audio, a video commercial with audio. I had to go over and turn it off. Oh, fucking call recorder keeps crapping out. How fucked up is that shit? I might keep that in now. <laughs> hey, if you're using free Skype and you're in the middle of a, of a voice call, it'll run a video ad with audio now. This is the first time it's ever happened on any of our calls. How oh, weird is yeah, that? that's new. That uh, is well, brand new. Well, you don't pay for Skype, right? No, I'm just using the freebie. So Okay, so I, I'm, I'm a pro user because I need to to be able to... Yeah, because you've been doing the conferencing for when we've had the three ways and all that. Yeah, so. well, yeah. When we have guests on, I need to pay for it. So yeah. you you are a cheap ass, apparently, and uh, that's yes. what happens when you're a cheap ass. You get ads. There you go. Well, I'm going to leave all that in so everybody knows now. Free version of Skype now runs uh, video and audio ads in the middle of your calls. Okay. Now so, let's get back to where. Now we let's were. get back to something else that annoys the hell out of me. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed if these have crept into your Facebook stream yet or anything like that, but there's this new app out there uh, called Bitstrips, and they are starting to appear everywhere. And all it lets you do is it's basically an ad that kind of does a. Do you remember like the the Daria? Uh, animated show that was on MTV, yes. I believe. Yes, I, it's, I it's do a, remember Daria. It's a very similar looking animated style um, from what I can tell. And you can basically make your own little comic strips and then post them on your Facebook stream or Twitter. See, yeah, the first one I saw came from uh, my friend James Chan in Singapore. And it was a picture of him and his girlfriend doing something silly and had some very uncomfortable dialogue in the thought bubbles. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then last night I'm sitting here... Uh, I, I, I'm recording this at Combustion Manor uh, from our former guest, Mike Vinicor's place, who just got the Neutron pinball and we were playing last night. And he's like, what the hell is this bit strip thing in the middle of our game? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he showed it to me and I'm like, oh, that's that thing. And yeah, it's they're stupid as shit. Yeah, so. a, a friend of mine asked me what the hell they were like, I think it was three days ago and I hadn't even heard of it yet. So I Googled it. But uh, like literally within an hour after that, all of a sudden I saw like five show up in my Facebook feed. So this is going to be super massively popular for the next month and then we'll never see it again. God, let's hope it's not a month. I can't uh, take a month of this. Oh, it'll be a month because we're at the bleeding edge right now. People are just starting to find it. So then it'll have to go mass, which means all the people that you normally ignore in your Facebook feed that are still your friends for whatever reason, like all your high school friends and all that sort of stuff will discover it. And then you're going to be hit with that blitz. And then all of a sudden everybody will go, huh, OK, that's not that fun anymore. Yeah. So in four months, my mom will send me one of me and her. <laughs> That's, that's how it works. <laughs> exactly. That is the evolution of anything that uh, appears on the web these days. So this is this is why kids do not be an early adopter. Period. No, don't never be an early adopter because you'll be burned out by the time everybody else gets around to it. God. All right, bit strips soon to be. Well, well, who knows? They'll probably make a billion dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, they'll get bought by Facebook. <laughs> I, mean, I know they're going to get bought by Facebook and make a billion dollars, and I'll just be annoyed as all hell about it. Okay, moving on. At the library. Ooh. So this week I grabbed uh, when I when I mentioned the uh, my amateur Audible free credit, I went back and got the Ocean at the End of the Lane, the new book by Neil Gaiman. And Neil Gaiman is one of my favorite authors. I believe yours as well. I, I'm a big fan. Yes, not not a fan of his choice in wives, but uh, I like his books. This is why we'll never have him on the show. Thank you very much, you motherfucker. Um, the Ocean at the End of the Lane is, I don't know if it's a young adult novel, but it is adorable, like all of Neil Gaiman's stuff, terrifying in parts, novel in others. It's, it's, a great, it's a great read. It's short. It's only like five and a half hours on Audible. 
and he reads it, which is great because he's an amazing reader. Mm-hmm. So highly recommend it. Cool. 100%. Um, I picked up a book this week, too. Uh, Morrissey of the Smiths fame has released an autobiography, which is getting an awful lot of press uh, because, well, I mean, it's Morrissey and he's always he always gets press. Uh, he's always controversial. Um, the thing I have an issue with is I actually had to steal this book. And this is why uh, people really need to figure out new media. You cannot release a book, have it only be out in the UK, and then have press everywhere about it. I would have bought it. I would have liked to have bought it. Uh, I figure I probably will buy it when it comes out because I'm starting to feel a little bit guilty about not buying it. But I basically had to bit torrent it because you could not purchase it here. Morrissey rides a cock horse. <laughs> I've actually really enjoyed the book so far. Um, if you like his his writing, which basically reads like novels anyways, his music, um, you're going to like his book. So it's good so far. Okay, cool. I, I, the kerfuffle I saw was that, the, I mean, it's Morrissey. Yes. So he's, you know, our generation. But it came out on Penguin Classics, which is the same imprint that comes out with the Seneca books that I read. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was apparently quite the big deal, which also made me laugh because that 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 just reminds me of the old days of, of doing the music industry uh, online when when record labels would want to have these fantastic sites. Uh, and I was just like, you realize that people care about the artist, not the label, and nobody will ever give a shit about EMI or follow EMI because because they you have a bunch of artists that they don't like. You they like this, they don't care what it's on. Um, I feel the same way. I, I think publishers should be happy that people. Are buying a book not worrying about what the imprint is exactly yeah especially since i just stole it (laughs) stole you stole it i stole it man i stole it don't be axing me about that don't be axing (laughs) yeah but uh morrissey's got a book you just can't buy it yet unless you're in the uk sad morrissey i love morrissey Ah! i'm going to read all of these in about two minutes okay two minutes go This week in security, we are behind uh, schedule, so let's get this done quick. (laughs) This weekend is the Stop Watching Us uh, rally against NSA spying. Hopefully, by the time you've heard this, uh, it will have started because we're going to release it on Saturday, and it starts Saturday at noon Eastern time. Uh, Yeah, it's good. We're going to put a link to the video in the show notes. Go watch it. It's great. It's got actual, you know, smart people who... uh, are on our side so yeah it's a good read or listen or watch whatever watch. <laughs> get involved you, you, you'll get to the right media at some point there <laughs> um so so yeah mom yes. i uh, i'm not the only one with the tinfoil hat shut up <laughs> next up darpa will give you two million dollars to build a hacker proof defense uh to build hacker proof defense software they're looking for an uh basically an uh ai that is smarter than assisted men and they will pay you two million dollars if you can make it Yep. And the NSA spies on France. Go figure. Why? <laughs> and they Germany, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and also this week, uh, mm-hmm. security checks now start before you fly, <sighs> which this, this, this has been going on forever. This is what generated the no-fly list back in the day. So this is not news. It's just now you know about it. Get over it. And VPN providers are starting to shut down after the lava bit kerfuffle, yep. uh, meaning that once you get the letter from the NSA, you're you're screwed. You have to hand over your cryptography keys and anybody and they can listen in to all your users traffic if you don't have backdoors in to allow pen traps and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, VPNs now off limits. So roll your own kids. And that is this week in security. 
Well done, man. Well under two minutes. Although you probably could have just done. Uh, go to stop watching us. Check out the video. Otherwise, we're all fucked. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it's not dead. I got a uh, a link from uh, my old friend Matt Hartley, who is the host of the Linux Action Show on the uh, Jupiter Broadcasting Network. Okay, and he, he we were friends back in the Locker Gnome days. He was one of our one of our writers. Great guy, very funny, very cool. And uh, he sent me a link to everyfuckingwebsite.com, which I was in tears reading um, this website. I, I I lost my shit. <laughs> I just started <laughs> laughing. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, it's so true. <laughs> yeah, just go check out the site if you're a web if you're a builder, check yeah. it out. If you're a consumer, it might not be as funny, but it 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 is the stereotypical website with banner ads and links and and just it states what they're there for for no apparent reason. It just go check it out. Seriously. I, I'm seriously tempted to actually send this to a client at some point when they're asking for a redesign. <laughs> I, oh, dude. It would just be what? awesome. Yeah, TOS well, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> TOS bitches. <laughs> oh, so the other the other thing I got is the headphones project, which was cute. It's a little Tumblr blog where this chick goes around asking people what they have on their headphones. Mm-hmm. It's you know some emo hipster bullshit that is kind of cute. Yeah, nobody nobody's really listening podcasts, so that would be nice. I know it would have been awesome if one of them was listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. Yeah, so if you see some chick that's bothering you, like waving her arms, like trying to get your attention. Uh, tell her you're listening to Grumpy Old Geeks, please. <laughs> and uh, Honest Slogans was another one that came up this week, which is uh, <laughs> it's it's corporate logos with what the actual title should be. <laughs> like <laughs> that movie, that Dustin Hoffman movie for me. Oh, my, fa- my favorite was yes. Pepsi. Uh, we don't have Coke. Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> I think yeah, Pepsi is Pepsi okay. It's. It, they're fun. There's a ton of them. You can spend 20 minutes. It'll, yeah, it's, it'll, it's some it'll good rock stuff. your socks. It's very funny. If you need a laugh, hit it up. Now, my last one is one of the best Twitter accounts I've ever seen. It's called Brilliant Ads. And it's twitter.com slash brilliant underscore ads. They curate a giant archive of some of the best advertisement in the world. And... I have every day there's something new on there that makes me go, damn, that's clever, period. <laughs> so check out Brilliant Ads. I mean, it's it's one of the only things Twitter's good for. So I don't think they have a website. But if they do, just go to the website and skip Twitter. Yep. Uh, that's that's my rundown for the week. There's just a, I came across a bunch of good stuff. So check them out. Kill some time <laughs> and brain cells. Yep. Go for it. So my buddy uh, Steve Isaacs, who I used to work with at this little agency called BLT, uh, started a, a video show on YouTube. He's he's one of those people who's trying to get rich off YouTube that you <laughs> poo-poo, poo-poo so often. Well, you um, let me know if he makes it. It's a cool concept because, I mean, he's a he rides bikes in L.A. with all the other hipster bikers and does all that shit, which drives me nuts. But he has a cool take on it. It's called Sweet Ride USA. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing is – he finds really cool places that have pastries and donuts and desserts. It's it's, it's called, that's the sweet in the sweet ride, yeah. And they map a route that takes them. It, it's it's almost it's a historical tour of Los Angeles, but it also burns exactly as many calories as the desserts that they eat. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's cool. I, I like it. Uh, it's it's very 
professionally shot. Steve's great. Steve used to be an MTV VJ back in the day. So he's got he, – he knows how to handle himself on camera and it's a, it's a great little show and I wish him all the best. And check it out at SweetRideUSA.com. Excellent. Um, I've got uh, – I've always had a problem with Russell Brand. I've never been a big fan. I've never found him particularly funny. Um, I've never really liked him as a person. However, uh, this is doing the rounds everywhere. Uh, it's gone beyond viral, so I'm sure you've all seen it and heard it by now. But in case you haven't, Newsnight, uh, Jeremy Paxson uh, on the BBC. This is a really like respected – I mean, can think of it as uh, you know the UK's uh, 60 Minutes – a very respected news program, did an interview with Russell Brand, who has apparently decided to become a crusader against uh, the 1% and everything that's wrong in the world right now, which I fully support because he actually does an amazing job in this interview, even though the uh, Jeremy Paxson is just not taking him seriously at all, regardless of how serious it, the topic is and how well he's stating his point. Yeah, it's an amazing video. I thought it was awesome. I really did. Uh, he's eloquent. He's well well spoken, mm-hmm. and is he doesn't offer any solutions up. But he also says he doesn't offer any solutions up because he's in an interview in a hotel room. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> kudos on that point. But it's it's a really good ten minutes. Um, check it out, and mm-hmm. I one hundred percent on board. Go yeah. go Russell. Go uh, Russell. Go Russell on this one. I mean, I'd love to see the follow up, and who knows? I I I, I just. It's something that's getting people interested, and it's starting to blow up everywhere. And this is important stuff, and I don't care who's saying it as long as they say it well. God, can you imagine in 10 years the, the teenagers are going to be wearing Russell Brand, like Che Guevara-esque T-shirts? Like he's the oh my God. Head, of, head of the revolution? Dude, somebody needs to make those right now. <laughs> Let's Kickstarter it. Let's Kickstarter them. I mean, you'd sell tons of them right now. Awesome. All right, who's this asshole? I, I mentioned the conspiracy theory nuts before, and I just want to mention this real quick. It is facebook.com slash watch 2014. It is conspiracy theory. Or it's just called conspiracy watch. And these guys post all day long. They talk about the new world order, the Brandenburg group, all of this stuff. Right. <laughs> that is, all the know, tin hat stuff that's out there. And they have 1.4 million likes with 5.8 million people talking about them. <laughs> so this is not the, the little tiny sliver. This is, this is a lot of people. There's, There's a, a lot of lot dumb lot people of, out there. See, the thing is, half of it, Rink, this is, this is where you get into that gray area with conspiracy versus truth. You don't know if they're, if they're wrong or not because some of the stuff – you know, might be a little too close to truth. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's just one of those. Make your own decision. Right. Go check it out. Facebook.com slash slash watch 2014. It's uh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, I followed anonymous on Facebook for a while and then I had to actually cut that out, too. And they're way more reputable than these guys. But hey. Go for it. Check it out. Make your own decision. Absolutely. Out. All right, Jason. Well, we're kind of rushing at the end because you've got to go off to a big badass job interview. So good luck to you. I don't have a job interview. I have a conference call with a client. Oh, God. Those are horrible. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I got to run. Uh, so thank you for tuning in this week. And uh, please, if you can, drop us a star or five on on uh, iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it. 
and check out our Facebook page, even though I don't like Facebook, and or our Twitter account. Even though Brian, I don't like Brian Twitter. Like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, check out all the social media that we hate <laughs> and, and, and follow us there yeah, because we, we, we do update it for you, the thanks. listener. Yes, we do. And uh, tell a friend. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah, and you'll be from London. Uh, no, no, we're going to record early because uh, I'll be actually traveling on the day that we normally record. But uh, the the podcast after that, we're, we will find a way and I will record one from the UK, assuming oh, right. the NSA lets us. And if you're in Wyoming, <laughs> download the damn show. That's right. Although if you're in Wyoming and you're listening to this, then you already have. So that point is moot. Fucking logic. Shit. Damn it. Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash GrumpyOldGeeks, or email them at podcast at GrumpyOldGeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.